Gardening with Cisco is brought to you by... April 18th, uh, Gardening with Cisco show, and uh, this is my second to last show. If you haven't heard about that, uh, this show has got to end because some changes are happening on Cairo, and um, so anyway, I'm happy you tuned in to hear one of my last shows. If you like tomatoes, or like growing tomatoes especially, you are going to want to listen to this show today because I have a great guest. I'm going to introduce her in a second. Before I do, I want to quick uh, say one thing, that because last week, Nita Joe Roundtree was my guest, and uh, she was telling this story that a slug ate her brand-new spectacular delphinium that she bought from Annie's Annuals. Those aren't cheap. And uh, it was probably a Pacific giant, and a slug ate right through the base, and the whole thing fell apart. She figured it was dead. She ordered another one, and uh, lo and behold, so on the show, I, I said, when we come back, Nita Joe could say what happened to the Delphidium, and uh, we forgot, or I did. And so anyway, she bought a new one, planted it next to the old one, and then one day she came out over a month later, and lo and behold, from the roots, new Delphiniums were coming up from the one that got chomped. It's a big lesson for me because I'm pretty quick at going, ah, that one's had it. Goodbye. (laughs) So... She did the right thing by waiting, and it came back, and they usually bloom their first year, so she's got a real good chance she'll get great flowers on that. That's going to be quite a show. All right, now I get to introduce a really good friend of mine, Marcia Dillon. She's a master gardener. She is known as the crazy tomato lady, <laughs> and uh, there's good reason for that. Hey, Marcia, how are you? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Cisco. Thanks for having me on. Oh, well, you know, you've been on this show many a time over the years, and uh, they're always some of the favorite shows because people are just crazy about tomatoes. And as we all know, when you grow your own, they are so much more flavorful. I mean, they do the best they can at the grocery stores. But, boy, when you grow your own tomato, it's just such a taste treat. You can't believe it. And oh yeah, you, yeah. You, I live for this. <laughs> oh, and you are—you are on the front line when it comes to finding new tomato varieties. It's just been amazing. Last year, you were talking about the ones with uh, their blue tomatoes, and they even have that same thing in them that are in blueberries to make you see better at night. I couldn't believe that one. So I can't <laughs> yeah, wait to hear what you're They're coming fabulous. up with this year. Well, I, you know, I follow the breeders a lot to see what they're up to and find the newest, latest, and greatest. And there are two new lines that I've discovered. Um, we tried a couple of, of one of these last year called the Cream of the Crop series from the breeder Mark McCaslin. And they've just got great names like Apricot Zebra and Pink Champagne, Bronze Torch. <laughs> so he works to try to find things with extended shelf life, uh, really good disease resistance, and, of course, excellent flavor. So we'll try a bunch of those at the Bellevue Demo Garden. 
And then I want to personally grow more ox hearts. So did you grow that Siberian ox heart that I gave you last year? I you remember did. that one? It took a long time before it uh, before it started to uh, uh, come through for me, but it was delicious when it did. And they have, they're just so meaty, and they have oh. almost no seeds. So I'm trying to do a little bit more with the ox hearts. And I discovered a breeder from Vancouver Island that has done a cross with an ox heart and a uh, tomato called Captain Lucky. And she has a uh-huh. whole series called the True North series. And I think mm-hmm. I'm trying all of them. Wow. <laughs> as usual. Too now, many. How big do they get? I think they get pretty big, like most of those ox hearts do. You know, the, about good fist size, uh, kind of a pointed slicer type of a yeah. tomato. Oh, they're good. Um, but, yeah, so the True North series, and so uh, the ones that sound really exciting are Midnight Sun and True Colors. Right. And I figure if they can ripen on Vancouver Island, they ought to do well in Seattle. Yeah, so that's the key, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. I I remember um, that's one of the reasons why I love uh, Stupis, or uh, I'm not sure how you say it, Stupis. But I've always loved that because it ripens up early. So I'm always looking for tomatoes that do that. But uh, right. I, I'm always looking for cold tolerant in its description. And uh, several of these this year, that's they said, are saying that. So you think these these Oxheart uh, True Heart series are going to be pretty cold hardy? I would think so. I mean, she's all the way up in Nanaimo. Oh, uh, you know, right. if they can if they can ripen in the in Nanaimo, they should ripen in Seattle. Oh right? man, I can't wait to try some of these. I know it's going to be it's going to be exciting just to have so many new ones. Well, how many different kinds of tomatoes uh, have you grown this year? Uh, uh, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> counted them. Um, <laughs> you probably you're going to have to take your your all your friend's shoes off your shoes off. Count both your toes and fingers to get to the number because it's going to be a lot. I know that. It's probably somewhere around 100. That's, oh, that's, my that's gosh. Usually where I end up. So. Wow. Wow. So uh, now we don't know if there's going to be a Master Gardener plant sale or not this year, huh? Well, the plant sales that we had scheduled for the last week of April in Seattle and the first week of May in Bellevue, those physical plants that, you know, where we actually have people show up, those physical sales have been canceled. Yeah. However, we are in the works to try to figure out how to do online ordering and drive-through pickup. Oh, cool. I hope that happens. So haven't, haven't quite figured out all the details yet, um, but hopefully in about a week we'll be able to post some information on the Master Gardener website about how that will work. Okay, so uh, everybody, I, I'll put that on my website, too. So i got to remember to tell this to Mary or she's going to shoot me for this. But uh, And so you can go right to the Master Gardener website, King County Master Gardener website, and uh, they'll, they'll let you know if this can happen. You know, this, this sounds technically difficult, but if they can make this happen... Then we can all get these great tomatoes, and I imagine there will be a lot of other plants, lettuces, and, uh, you know, all kinds there of things. There will be. Um, not as many as normal. Um, when we found out that we probably weren't going to have a sale, 
um, we had already started peppers and eggplants. And we thought, well, we've already started peppers and eggplants. We might as well start the tomatoes. We just ah. didn't grow as many. So not as many varieties and not as many quantity. Okay. Hey, you got to save. There's you gotta, a lot. <laughs> you got to save me a your couple of the best uh, true hearts and cream of the crops. Okay, then I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I greatly appreciate that. I love growing all the new things you come up with. That's right. Well, you're going to be the only person in town to have them. Yeah, they're, they're brand new to the market, and wow. um, you've got to you got to know just the right places to go to get the seeds. So you're not likely to find them anywhere else. And I've heard that there's sort of a seed shortage out there now. Oh, holy cow! I every single seed catalog that I've gone to has, you know, I, I click on a variety if I'm just trying to research some information. All of them are out of stock. Wow. Most of them are either temporarily closed to catch up with orders or they've completely depleted their inventory. And some of them are only selling to commercial farmers. Wow. How about that? I mean, that? It's, it's, it is not um, our imagination. People are really thinking, this is the year I want to learn how to grow food. Wow, that, well, you know, that's, I mean, there's something good in that too, huh? There's something good in that. So, see, I've been training for this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what, well, I'll tell you what, we only have a minute before, in fact, we're going to break in just a second. So uh, I hope you'll hang on, because I want to ask you some technical questions about how to help people that are growing tomatoes for the first time so that they can grow them from seed and be successful. So, um, All right. All right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, Marcia Dillon, the crazy tomato lady, <laughs> and the, the most talented tomato grower I've ever met, King County Master Gardener, will come back. And, hey, we'll take your phone calls, too. And uh, is, I'm pretty sure that Marcia will be able to uh, help me answer these questions, I'm, I'm hoping. So one triple eight nine seven three Cairo one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. We'll be right back on ninety seven three Cairo FM right after this. This is gardening with Cisco on the all new Cairo Radio weekends. All right, it, hey. Um, before I go to the phones, I am going to ask uh, just a couple of quick questions from Marsha. Also, though, I want to let everybody know that I just did a, a Zoom, you know, so that's where you can kind of watch the person and everything. I did a Zoom with um, the Spokesman Review over in Spokane, but it had a lot of information relevant to Seattle, so if you're interested... There's a link right on the front page of Cisco.com. All right, we're going back to Marsha Dillon right now. Hey, Marsha, are you there? I'm here. Oh, great. Hey, so uh, is can people grow tomatoes if they don't have bottom heat, if they're just doing it in the house? It's At this point, because it's already April 18th, I would say it's going to be tough to get that tomato ready to go in time. Ah, okay. But you can use, you can use something as simple as just like a, a heating pad from the pharmacy as your bottom heat. I used that for years before I ever got the uh -huh. commercial kind that you're supposed to use with plants. <laughs> you just 
put some plastic over top of it to keep it from getting wet. But it makes a huge difference in getting those seeds to germinate. Um, if without the heat, it takes typically 10 to 14 days oh, before boy, yeah. they'll germinate. And with the bottom heat, um, it's three to five days. And you think if people do it, start them right away now, they still have time to get them, get them up there and ready to go outside on time? I think it's it's getting late in the season, but it's not impossible. Oh, if you cool. did it you know, by this weekend, it's worth a try. Great, great. And I do want to remind people, a lot of the nurseries do have tomatoes to sell. They may not be, you know, the newest variety that you want to try, but uh, they have some good ones. So call the nursery, find out when you can come. You know, I, I had to make an appointment to go to Malbec's, but... They had great selection when I went. So, oh, that's good. good. Yeah, they usually do. And Fred Meyer had tomatoes today, but everything else, like everything that they had um, put on sale, all the veggie and herb starts uh-huh. were completely cleaned out. Wow. Yeah, people that are buying great. this stuff. They are gardening. <laughs> wow. Hey, and what about? So, I think one of the big uh, mistakes I see people make is they. They get their tomatoes started inside, but it's so warm in there. The tomatoes, they seem to grow too fast, and then they get really weak and fall over. Is that a typical problem you see? Or? It is, but it's not usually the heat. It's usually the light. Oh, okay. And it's inadequate light. So that poor little seedling is just stretching so hard and trying to find the right amount of light. Ah. And so it gets really elongated um, for that reason. So the sunny window almost always isn't enough heat, but uh, just a standard fluorescent fixture and put it real close to the plants, like within about four inches. And that gives adequate light and keeps them nice and stocky and squatty rather than um, long and and, um, leggy. Yeah, so you you recommend just buy a little, uh, you know, a little... You don't have to have a grow light, just an iridescent light or something will do the trick? Or? Yeah, I just use a shop fixture, and uh-huh. I have it on chains with S-hooks so that I can kind of inch it up as the plants grow. And it's just kind of slung over the edge of a, a long table, and the stuff sits on the floor under the table. It's very, very low-tech, but it works really hey, well. That's what counts. <laughs> okay, one last question. We'll go to the phones. And that is, uh, do you recommend planting tomatoes deeper than they came out of the pot? Yes, definitely. Okay. So when you look at that tomato plant, you see that, that hairy stem. Those little hairs will all turn into roots if they're below the soil level. So I plant them nice and deep, and then I get this beautiful, strong root system um, rather than a, a tall and leggy plant that, you know, if it were, you know, say it's a 12-inch t- foot you know, 12-inch tall plant, and I didn't plant it deep, then it's going to start to get stretchy and leggy. Ah, But if I plant half of that underground, then I've got all that beautiful root system, and once again, I've got a strong, stocky plant, which is what I want. Cool as can be. All right. Well, these are great tips. One last question, because this one's for me. (laughs) So (laughs) are there? do you you grow many tomatoes in pots? I grow them everywhere. I have them in raised beds, I have them in the ground, and I have them in pots. <laughs> How come I'm not surprised to hear that? <laughs> so, I mean, what am I going to do with 100 different plants, right? i got to have them everywhere. Uh, uh, so do you recommend putting like a handful of like fish bone meal in there in the pot when you plant them? 
Sometimes I get that blossom end rot if if uh, my soil seems to be too low on uh, calcium or something. I typically just use my balanced granular fertilizer. Okay. And then the key, though, for blossom end rot avoidance, especially in pots, is adequate watering. Ah, uh, yeah, because you can't pick up calcium. And that can be so calcium. difficult to do when it's warm um, because the pots will need water absolutely every day and sometimes even twice a day. Holy cats. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. worth it. It is, it is. But, you know, if that's the only space you've got as a pot, you make it work. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, we're going to see if we can do this. So we're going to uh, see if we can talk to Brian in Kirkland and uh, see if we can both uh, listen to him and answer his questions. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Well, Francisco. Hey, Brian. And uh, just, I'm going to check. Marsha, are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, good. All right, Brian. I've got I have got uh, reinforcements to answer your tough question here. <laughs> so, so I my wife calls me crazy for growing about thirty five tomato plants, and it, so it seems like Marsha's like three times crazier than me. So, <laughs> yeah. But, what uh, can I say? And uh, I know yeah, Brian, uh, and he's very and, uh, crazy. Um, so, I, I, so <laughs> um, yeah. So. So, um, so I I just started my seeds uh, um, about five days ago, and they're coming up. So, yeah. So hopefully I'm I'm not too late. And um, how long do I um, leave them in the pot before moving them into a bigger pot? I guess you just go by size. What we do when we produce tomatoes for the plant sale, and I am on a really tight timeline because we have sale dates that we're producing for. We plant the seeds. Two weeks later, we transplant them into four-inch pots. And then for the plant sale, we sell them for the first sale four and a half weeks old and the second sale five and a half weeks old. And that doesn't sound like it's very old at all, but that plant will be, it grows so quickly that it will be uh, probably four to six inches tall. And is that in a four-inch four inch pot then? Yep. Yeah. And when we transplant at that two-week mark, we plant them deep even then. And and the other thing, uh, do you, so Brian, do you harden your tomatoes off before you put them out? With 35 different tomatoes, that's got to be a challenge to try to do that. Yeah, it, it gets a little old um, moving them in and out of the greenhouse uh, <laughs> for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, you two are both crazy. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Everyone should have bins full of tomato plants in their living room. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and Cisco, I just wanted to say I started listening to you 25 years ago. You're the you're the reason I became a gardener, um, and 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 I got lucky that my wife had no appreciation for gardening, but. Uh, uh, so I didn't have to share the yard with her. Um, you but, you are uh, lucky. <laughs> but but then she started doing my weeding, and I thought that's awesome. And uh, and then uh, now she's doing containers, and she adds a few more containers every year. And um, so watch so out, Brian. She's on her way into the garden. Pretty soon, <laughs> you're going to be dividing it up. <laughs> and and she's learning how to prune, so all her bushes look really nice too. Oh, too great. <laughs> Well, hey, Brian. It's all, you, it's all because of you. Hey, that that was really nice. I appreciate that so much, buddy. And um, listen, I hope our paths cross soon, okay? 
Absolutely. I, I'm still looking for that Christmas card that I need to send to you. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'll be watching for it. Brian, thank you so much. Say hi to Nadine for me too, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. All right, we're going to take bye a now. break. We have to go to the news. And uh, Marcia, can you hang on and keep answering questions? Oh, sure. I'll oh, be here. Terrific. All right, we'll be back with Marcia Dillon, the crazy tomato lady and master gardener and tomato expert supreme, right after this, 97.3 Cairo FM. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends, brought to you by PacificTopsoil.com and Moldax in Woodenville. Ooh la la! Here's Cisco. Oh, la, la. And we're talking serious tomatoes today, but, you know, we'll answer any question you got. Marcia Dillon has been a master gardener for a long time. There's very few questions that she can't uh, answer just as well as I can. So right now we are going to Alice. Hey, Alice, thanks so much for calling. Alice or Elise? Uh, oh, well, uh, whoever you are, you're on. Who are you? <laughs> It's Elise with the Brussels. Oh, Elise, Elise. Okay, I gotcha. I I told him it's spelled out like it's Alice with a Y, and I guess that confused. Oh yeah, that's all right. We gotcha. And you have this silly Solanum lady there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Marcia, do you put um, after you put the what a handful of the balance? granular in the hole do you fertilize again later in the season the pots might need some additional fertilization but for the ones that are in the raised bed in the ground i don't i find that the, oh, wow. like that slow release organic uh balanced fertilizer can last the whole season and really do a nice job so, i've been working way too hard this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah so you use a slow release balanced fertilizer so something like 10 10 10 and it's slow release, so... Uh, yeah, usually even lower um, analysis than that. Um, I've gone 4-4-4, four, 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 uh-huh. um, or some of the ones that are like maybe a 3-6-2. Uh, <laughs> when people ask me what brand I like, I say, whichever one is on sale this week, because I go through a lot of fertilizer. Oh, um, yeah. But I just look for organic, uh, slow-release types. Okay, that's good to know. That was a great question, Elise. Oh, well, thank you. Um, and no Epsom salt, no nope. bone meal. None of nope. <laughs> okay, well, I'll <laughs> save all that for my roses then. And, and then I had a question for you, Cisco. Sure. Um, I've, got a, I've got a butylons um, that have been inside most of the winter. The leaves are still on. They're blooming, but they're taller than me, which, of course, isn't hard to do. But um, I, I'd like to cut them back for a change, and I'm always scared too. Can you go way far down, or yeah, or do you have to? With you can, uh, yeah. And I should let like people elite, know elite what star? a yeah. I'll, I'll let people know what a butylons are. They're in the hibiscus oh, yeah. family. They're the plants from South America that have uh, little trumpet-shaped broom, blooms or vase shape, and uh, hummingbirds die for these things. But they're really pretty house plants. I grew them as house plants when I was a kid in Wisconsin, you know. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Oh. And uh, so, yes, uh, on many of mine, I cut them down at least two thirds because they 
I, they can get so big. So most of mine I cut down, but you won't get blooms for a while. It'll take a while before they start blooming again. Okay, well, that's okay as long as I don't kill them. No, nah, you won't. And, and then, okay, and then I have um, a, a shout-out, um, Shelly at Mac Lilies. I got some fusion lilies from her at the Tacoma show. Uh-huh. Four buds from one bulb. Wow. Four. So I'm going to have four blooming stalks from one bulb, and the bulb is the size of my head. What is and it a fu- turns out her husband. I don't know what a fusion a, lily is. Yeah, it's an oriental hybrid, and it turns out her husband's dad hybridized it. Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty yeah. cool. So four, yeah, so I'm re- four branches, four canes coming out four of one stalks. bulb. Wow. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. So uh and are they are they a local lily grower? Mac, M A K? Yeah. Shelley? You know her. Oh yeah, now I know who we're talking about. Oh. Yes, yes. Yeah, I got from something from her down. too. I can't remember what it is, but it's coming up in my garden, so <laughs> Oh yeah, everything. And her Urimus. I don't know how you say Urimus. I like to say that word. That, you know, the, the long stringy roots and stuff. I've got things coming up from there that are the size of, like, upside-down umbrellas. They're wow. huge. Oh, cool. Can can be... Yeah, these are just leaves. But anyway, oh. I'm really impressed. So Mac Lilies, you want to get a good lily, get get it from Mac Lilies. Yeah, they're yeah, wonderful. M- M A K. Yeah. And every every single lily she had says very fragrant on it. Oh, <laughs> the best. Every, yeah, she gave me anyway. something. She gave me something at the Flower and Garden show. So uh, I I can't remember what it was, but I know it's coming up. So. <laughs> well, listen, at least I have Dan to run. Dan says hi from a locked bathroom someplace. Oh, great, great, great. Oh, someday I'll tell that story. I'll put that in my next book. That's oh, a great story. Big hug, big hug to Mary and everybody love on the earth on Earth Day. Okay, be nice to your kitty cats. Oh, they've been fighting right before I talked to you. <laughs> oh, and hi to your, and your doggies that I haven't met yet. But oh, okay, I'm you'll have to meet you. them. Well, thank you, Elise. You take care. Ramona, me. I'm going to miss you. Oh, uh, thank you so much. I'm sure I'll see you somewhere. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye. All right, and we are going right to Gene next. And, uh, Gene, you're on with uh, Marsha Dillon and Cisco. How are you? I'm doing great, Cisco. I'm out in the garden looking at a plant that I'm going to ask you a question about. But first, Okay. I'm curious about uh, when you grow tomatoes and you have them in the greenhouse under the lights that are close to the uh, plant, and they're in about three and a half inch uh, pots already, and you and eventually you'll have to put them in gallons. But uh, do you recommend ever pinching the center of the plant to make it help it stay stocky, or is that something I shouldn't do? No, you don't want to pinch the growing point out. There are plants that respond really well to that, but tomatoes aren't one of them. Oh, okay. Thank you for clearing that up. I didn't know about definitely. Yeah, I think really just the proper lighting is the key to keeping it stocky more than anything else, and not too warm. If you were to keep your greenhouse at eighty-five or ninety degrees, it would also cause it to be real leggy. 
Uh, that's not happening here because that's too much. Too much yeah. yeah, that's that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. great. My question to you, Cisco, is about a TPNE uh, okay. called Rimpo. It's about four feet tall, and I've had it for several years, enough so that I have woody stems that have uh, lichens on it and all that. And it's in good drainage, good sun, good air circulation, and uh, it's formed large flower buds. And this morning I came out, and there were three of the big flower buds just wilted. The rest of the plant is healthy, but any thoughts on what that's all about or if I should... Just cut those things off and go to the next bud down on the woody um, stem, or what's your thought? Well, boy, that's that's a tough one, but I think I would definitely cut back a ways. Have Have you been yeah. watering the living tweedle out of it or anything? No, huh? No, I I dug I dug down around the root system, and it's it's moist, but it's not waterlogged. It's got very good drainage. Then the only and other. Again, there's the only other thing I can think of right off the top of my head is botrytis. It's a fungus disease. And yeah. uh, I've seen it attack. They they love peonies. That fungus loves to attack peonies. And I'm wondering yeah, I've if... Yeah, I've got an Ito hybrid next to it, and it's fine. And, and the rest of the foliage on this, on this one that uh, has the wilted uh, flowers uh, or flower buds is, is very healthy, is... Should I spray it with something? You know, you might want to spray it with uh, something against botrytis, and you could find something at a garden center pretty easy. Just might be worth doing because I'm not sure what's going on. It might be that moisture's got into that bud, you know, something like that. And botrytis is a nasty thing when it gets going. So uh, I think I would try spraying, cut off, get rid of the ones, get them out of there, the ones that, have got that because you don't want them to start sporulating. That could be really big trouble. Yeah, it could. Okay. Well, but, we expect to see you out here at the farm. Oh, well, hey, I'll try and get out to the farm for waffles. sure. Gene, now I know who you are. I didn't know till now. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, well, thank hey. you very much, both of you, for answering my questions. Hey, thanks for calling. Thanks. Okay, bye. Okay, All right. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break here, and uh, Marcia, can you hang on to the end? Oh, sure. I can, uh, I can stay. I, you probably didn't know I was going to put you to so much work today. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all right, great. All right, when we come back, we're going to go to Bellingham and talk to Ann on 97.3 Cairo FM. You're listening to Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Yeah, you betcha. And I'm here with the crazy tomato lady, Marcia Dillon. I'm so happy you're here, Marcia, because some of those questions were tough. I never knew about you shouldn't punch out, uh, you know, pinch out the growing point on a tomato. I've never done it, but I never thought about it before, so that was interesting. I mean, if it's, if it's August and it's gotten to be eight foot tall and it's kind of a little too big for your space, that's one thing. But certainly when it's a small plant, you don't want to pinch it out. Great. Okay. All right. We're going to go to Ann in Bellingham right now. Hey, Ann. Welcome to Garden with Cisco. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, pinching. What about side shoots? Can you pinch those? Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about the 
what most people call a sucker or an axillary shoot. So you have your main stem, and then you have um, your side stems. And then sometimes you get these little leaves that show up in the corner of those two. And that's what we call an axillary shoot. And I do pretty aggressively pinch those out on my indeterminate tomatoes for about the first three or four weeks of the season once I've put them outside. And the reason okay. for that is you want there to be enough foliage for good photosynthesis and fruit production, but not so much that you've got a tomato jungle out there that's going to be disease-prone. I thought I was doing everything the best possible. I dig a hole. I've always planted my tomatoes very deep, just as you were describing. I put in maybe half a cup of bone meal. I'll put in some soil sweet. And I use uh, an organic vegetable fertilizer. I'll put in a cup into the okay. hole. And my tomatoes seem to have a lot of foliage, and they don't seem to produce uh, fruit. They get sun. They get at least eight hours of sun. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And because it sounds of the like foliage, your fertilizer thinking, might be too high in nitrogen. Well, just hold on, hold on. Uh, I, I'm thinking, could uh, because this is uh, organic fertilizer, which by itself is slower release. And I'm thinking, is that too much nitrogen with the, with that growth pattern? It might be. So, what's the first number on your fertilizer? Ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh. ooh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I think it's, um, what is that organic fertilizer that is produced? It's a main, uh, it's one of the main ones, you know. It's got a big picture of tomatoes and stuff Right, on so it. it's unlikely to be real high in nitrogen, but you just want to watch no, that No, 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 that, that's, we know that you don't have high nitrogen for, for tomatoes. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe it's well. I, I don't typically use bone meal personally, and okay, um, okay. I, I, I typically only use about rock. half a cup. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, well, for end rot, I understand you need a little calcium. You you want to have adequate calcium, and the best way to determine that is to do a soil test. And unfortunately, those are on hiatus right now, and you can't get them done. But that will tell you if you have adequate calcium and what your pH is. Most soils so are not deficient in calcium. Is, the pH is neutral. So you know that is your there? pH is about 7? The pH is neutral. Okay. You just, if the pH is too low, um, like down in the low 5s, like mine was when I had it tested, that can exacerbate the problem of blossom end rot. But most soils are not actually deficient in calcium. Um, it's just a, a, it's a, a calcium uptake problem that's related to uneven watering. So you want to make sure that you're not saturating your soil and you're not letting it completely dry out. You want just even moisture. Let me ask yeah, one yeah. question, Anne. Are you yeah, that, growing, yeah, that, that are you I, growing that, large size tomatoes or are they more pardon? cherry type? I water evenly. Okay, so I should not put... Uh, the bone meal, maybe just very little, and the the would you say too much fertilizer a cup? Uh, yeah, I usually use about a half a cup. 
half a cup, okay? Half a cup. Uh, anything else that I should do? I'm an organic gardener. And I've sure. So that. tell me about the plant as it's growing. Are you seeing, are you just not seeing very many flowers? Uh, you know, you might be right there. Yeah, you, uh, you might be right there. Yet I know pollination, but we have mason bees in the area, and, you know, they work, mason bees work, I guess, into what, June? Yeah, my I just started seeing mine come out, and they're usually out for about a month. So, okay, um, okay. You could try a, a pollinator device. Um, some people just use an electric toothbrush. I use a oh, product yeah. called a Veggie Bee, and it's pretty much like an elongated um, Sonicare toothbrush. And um, what it does is it just it has a very high, um, you know, sonic type of a buzz to it that mimics a bumblebee. And you just touch the flower clusters, and that helps to move the pollen around inside the flower, and then you get better fruit set. Ooh, I want to okay. get one at all. Maybe just, what about taking a Q-tip and just going around touching the flowers? Well, tomatoes actually pollinate by something called buzz pollination. There's not, because um, you've got all, all the parts, the male and female parts, in one flower, and they, the granules oh. just need to move around. So that's why a bumblebee, when it lands on that flower and buzzes it, is, is how the, the pollination occurs rather than a physical moving around of, of pollen like we would do with a squash. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Anne, listen, I hate yeah. to do this because I am just loving this whole conversation, but I have to cut you off because we... Yeah, by the way, Cisco, why are you leaving the, the show? Oh, Quit. times have changed and... Uh, the radio station had to make some changes, and uh, I have nothing against Cairo. It was just uh, a financial oh, how decision. How terrible. There's no other garden shows. What do we do? Uh, follow my website, Cisco.com. Hey, sorry, Ann. I appreciate your comment, yeah. and goodbye. I've, and thanks for okay, calling bye. so many times. Hey, and uh, Marsha, you are the best. You are See? the crazy <laughs> tomato lady for sure. Thank you, Cisco. Oh, okay. We're making time for Ron. One last call. Ron from SeaTac. We're going to pop you on the air. Hey, uh, Marsha, you are the best. You are the crazy tomato thing. <laughs> well, we're here. I think we're here in Ron's radio. Okay. We're making time for Ron. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know if we're going to manage to get Ron on there. Okay, well. I'm still here. Oh, okay, Ron. Ask your question quick, because we ha- have hardly okay. any time. We've got a large, we've got a large Italian plum tree, and it's completely blossomed. And on some of the ends of the limbs, uh, the branches are dead. When's a good time to cut them off? Cut, oh, cut those off right now. Okay. Just, yeah, cut them back yeah, to live first. wood where there's a branch or at least a leaf. And okay. uh, you don't want those on there. That's probably brown rot or something, but. Uh, Cut those off, and uh, you'll get new growth from there, but uh, hopefully it, that's not going to mess up your fruiting or anything like that. Okay, fine. Thank you. And uh, uh, ooh-la-la. <laughs> ooh-la-la to you thank too, Ron. Thank, thank you very much for your book I got from you a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. We've read it page to page. When's your next one coming out? I don't know yet, but I'll, I'm going to start working on it pretty soon. Okay, Ron. We also, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you, Cisco. Oh, 
Oh, thanks, Ron. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Thanks for your answer. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay, bye. Well, Marsha, thanks. You're on my second-to-last show here on Cairo, and uh, I couldn't have had a better person on. I I learned so much every time you're on the show. I can't believe it. So don't forget, save me some of those good new tomatoes, okay? <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I will. And All I'll right. let you know as soon as we have our sale details figured out. All right, great. So everybody, we will. I'll have a link to the Ma- King County Master Gardeners on the front of Cisco.com when we find out how the plant sale is going to go. You can click on that and you'll find out. All right, Marsha, you take care. Thanks so much. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Blake. All right, everybody, see you later. Bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye.